Hi, everybody. Cool. I'm so glad you're here. Pastor Dan said I get to finish out our Flourish series uh, today. And so, first off, I'm, I'm glad I get to speak because I get to give Darren a day off. Darren gets to sit, drink coffee, socialize, and just breathe. There you go, buddy. Good job. But thanks again for having me speak today. To go with a flourish definition, to flourish is to grow or develop in a healthier, vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. That's what we're going through. So week number one, uh, we talked about how to flourish mentally and emotionally. Uh, we, we found out that we're three parts, mind, body, and spirit, and that we need to surrender our whole selves to God, all three parts. And then week two, we talked about covenant, how to flourish within our covenants, and to surrender to the boundaries of relationships that God's established. Within those confines, we are blessed immeasurably. Week number three was our identity. Surrender our need to create our own image. Our image is in him. Our image is in God. Week four is occupationally. So surrender and offer your work to God. That's a hard one for me. Like, he gave me my job, he has me in a certain place for a reason, and i got to give it up to him. But today, week number five, I get to talk about recreationally, mostly rest and Sabbath. Who loves a good nap? Yep, love a good nap. Yep. So we get to put a nice capstone on the whole series about our rest and how we can flourish uh, in our Sabbath time. But the idea of rest isn't anything new. It's been around for centuries. Uh, We can see the idea and benefits all over the place. One area that's close to my wife and I's uh, heart is agriculture and farming. Uh, Even back to ancient Israel days, they would have their land, they would separate it into different sections, and they would let one section rest for a certain amount of time. Crop rotation, kind of a pretty common thing. Imagine the face of a clock. They would do a round, somewhat, some kind of a round shape. In the middle were the resources. Water, seed, compost, and off that were like the, the parts of a clock. So they could turn it every year and plant something, let something rest. Plant something, let something rest. So every seventh year, the ground got to rest. Now, to a farmer, the soil, the actual physical dirt, is their most prized possession. If that's unhealthy, you get... Less growth, less size, more pests, a lot of problems. But if it's healthy, you get vibrant growth, bigger crops, more revenue. It's it's their most prized thing. So they would achieve that healthy soil with that rotation. That's how they worked it. It allowed the dirt, which worked for six years, expelling nutrients, growing crops, to be renewed and regenerated and recover. It has to recover. So in talking with rest, what are the benefits of rest for us? There's physical benefits. So there's muscle relaxation, muscle repair, uh, replenishment of your energy and your energy stores, a healthier immune system, uh, lower blood pressure, and the ability to carry more oxygen inside your blood. One of the cool terms I found out when I was going to school was called microtrauma. When you're doing physical work, your bones, muscles, joints take little microscopic little tears. It takes damage when you're doing physical work. But 
with the proper amount of rest, all that can repair and grow and renew and rejuvenate to work properly. There's mental benefits. You can replenish your brain's capacity for attention, your focus, and your creativity. Rest allows you to process new information and link it to other stuff you already know. I know. So in the morning, I get up at work at about 4, 4.15 in the morning before I do some chores before I go to work. And about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, my, my brain gets pretty fuzzy. And I start to lose my concentration. And a quick 20-minute nap, I feel refreshed, mentally ready to finish out the day. But I need that little break from, from being up that early. And there are emotional benefits. Rest can improve your mood. It can also decrease stress. Darren asked previously in a message, who has felt stressed lately? <laughs> right here. Me too. <laughs> Rest can help with that. But today we're not going to focus on those basic benefits. We all, we all kind of know about those. But we're going to talk about the true benefit of a, of a Sabbath rest. But as a quick review, the last four weeks, Pastor Darren had highlighted the concept of surrendering something to God so he can flourish. By surrendering, we can get into line with God's will and receive his blessing. We give up ourselves and what we can do to God so he can do what only he can do. We get out of his way. He's ready to do some stuff, and we've got to give up some stuff to get him. We grow because we enter the right environment with God. So I'd like to follow that same concept and speak about what we need to surrender to flourish within the realm of Sabbath and rest. <clears throat> God can do amazing things in us and through us, but it requires something from us first. We need to give up something that we can hold so close and be so very protective of. So let's see if we can guess what it is. I've got a, I've got a riddle for you. <clears throat> this thing all things devour. Birds, beasts, trees, flowers, it gnaws iron, it bites steel, grinds hard stones to meal, slays king, ruins town, and beats mountains down. If you know what it is, yell it out. Uh, time. Yeah. To flourish within our Sabbath, we must surrender our time. Our most precious commodity. The one thing that once it's gone, you're not getting it back. Who's ever had a conversation that you thought, man, I want my five minutes back? <laughs> that could have been an email. <laughs> I want that time back. Well, we can't strap a flux capacitor to a DeLorean. The time's going to keep going. Okay? Doing some rudimentary math, I estimated there's about 25 to 30,000 hours of awake time on a Sabbath day within a lifetime. It's a lot of time. But Darren brought out that 90,000 hours of work in a lifetime. So we have a, some of that in, in our Sabbath days. We need to decide is what we're going to do with that time. We've been given it. It's what do we do with it? But the ultimate direction of what to do with our time, with our Sabbath time, God gives us his fourth commandment in Exodus 20. So I'm reading out the NIV. And Exodus 20, 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. 
but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The part of this message that sticks out is verse 10 to me. This tells us who we set this day aside for. The seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Notice it doesn't say it's a Sabbath to us. It's for him. To truly be obedient to this commandment, there needs to be a level of resistance to what we would normally do in a day or what we think we want to do. We need to not see that day as just a day of sleep or just our day off. We need to view the Sabbath as an opportunity. We need to see it as a day that we get to spend with God. We get to worship and praise Him. We get to have our spirit fed and renewed by Him. He set it apart and made it holy. We need to follow suit and set it apart also. Enter into that environment with Him. Now, I want to be totally honest with you this morning. I'm, I'm, I have a rough time with this sometimes because I, I come down with a condition. Not a cough or a flu, but a serious condition nonetheless. It's a condition that pulls me away from setting this day apart and making it holy. One that I need to recognize is not from Christ. This condition comes from the other side. It comes on to distract me, to shift my mind, to keep me from focusing where I should. And it's also a condition I believe is pretty common in the world. I get a bad case of the yeah buts. <laughs> yeah, I know I should set aside a day, but I've got chores. Yeah, I know I need to rest, but I'm in the middle of a project. I need to resist the yeah buts. I need to realize that and call out that the enemy wants to keep me from giving my time and attention to the one who gave me such an amazing gift. It's right there. I got to take it. And the words attributed to people including Eleanor Roosevelt and Joan Rivers and Master Ugwe from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. God's given us his gift, and his son Jesus proclaims it in the book of Mark. Jesus is traveling with his disciples on the Sabbath, which at a certain time in the, in the Old Testament, there was only a certain amount of distance you could travel on the Sabbath, only certain things you could do on the Sabbath. Well, his, his disciples were picking heads of grain and eating as, their, as like a snack, so they were farming, technically. They were working. And so the, the Pharisees were calling him out, hey, look at your, why are you defiling the Sabbath? Why are you doing this? They're working. You're not supposed to be doing that. Jesus, in one of the, one of the best, like, hold on, buddy, I, 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 hang on. He says to him, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. I was there when it started. He was there when it was created. He made it for us. So he was telling them, you're missing the point. You're, miss you're so caught up in your legalistic, don't work on the Sabbath, you're not realizing who's standing right in front of you. That the Lord of the Sabbath is right there. That he made it for us. So my question to you is this. Where will you spend your seventh day? Where will you spend your time? 
So let's agree together and choose some spend with time in our, with our God, with our Savior Jesus Christ and with his spirit. It's going to be kind of a more condensed message today, but you kind of get the point of what we do with our Sabbath. It's active. It's not just sitting here and waiting and, and taking a day off. So we're going to do something in a little bit here that we don't tend to do a whole lot in church sometimes. We're going to, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to agree and obey the words of Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. First part of that is be still. Second part is know that I'm God. We're going to be still and just be in his presence for a little bit. Maybe a little uncomfortable. We don't do this a whole lot. And I tended away from giving you a five-minute nap. I might lose you. <laughs> but we're just going to sit in God's presence for a little bit. And I'll, I'll tell you when. But, but as we do, I want you to realize and understand that the creator, your creator, the Alpha and the Omega, the God of the universe, has given us a gift. He's established the Sabbath to spend time with us. He loves you so much and wants to spend time with you. So just for a couple minutes, I want you to close your eyes and just sit with God in his presence. He's already here. Two or three are gathered in his name. He's already here. Just for a couple minutes, we're going to be still and just be with him. Tony, I love this word. Don't let this moment pass you by. We don't often do this in the service when we're gathered together. We don't often just make ourselves still and know that he's God. That's what he's asking us to do. That's what Tony's encouraging us to do this morning. So let's let's spend a few really non-traditional church Sunday service moments here. And let's just... Breathe. Let's give over a little bit of this time to the Lord. And, and let's see what he'll minister to us as we're just spending that time with him. So I know it's, it's not what we typically do. Typically, Sunday morning's filled with music and talk, and we're receiving a lot. But let's right now just spend a couple of minutes giving over to the Lord. Just breathe in, breathe out, and let's just allow him to be Lord over this time. Let's give it over to him. turn to him. Lord, there's nothing more important that we could be doing with our time right now than offering it up to you. Just sitting in your presence. We ask that you would move in this room. We surrender this time to you. Let's just stay here for just a few moments longer.
It's good. It's a good time, isn't it? We don't breathe enough. <laughs> we don't breathe enough. We don't sit enough. We don't rest enough. You know? And, uh, yeah. And I think that's an area where we get challenged a lot. You know, Tony talked about it being like the yabbits. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, I, yeah, I know we need to rest. I know we need to sit. And f- but, yeah, but we got to do this. Yeah, but we got to make sure that happens. No. No. There's no more important ministry than ministering to the Lord and giving up our time. So we were talking about this beforehand. That is such a hard thing for us to do. Um, as we're coming into this time of worship, as we close, once again, that's ministering to the Lord, right? Giving up our time in worship to him. And so for some of us, this is harder than it is for others of us, just to be still, just to let go, just to rest. And we do sometimes need a little bit of an agreement with somebody to just help us into that. So if that's you, anybody in here feel particularly like, yeah, I'm so busy. I have a really hard time letting go. If that's you, can you raise your hand? Okay, prayer team, you guys see the hands that are up. Can y'all just go to them and just gather? Just gather around them? Go ahead, prayer team. Keep your hands up if that's you because we want to pray for you. This is a real thing, man. If we, if, if we need to, if we need to uh, rest before the Lord, but we can't, then there's something in us that's keeping us from Him. So this is important. This is important. And so, uh, prayer, prayer members, if y'all could pray, let's just begin to pray, and I'll start. Uh, actually, Tony, would you lead us in a prayer while the prayer team is agreeing over them? Because, man, you got the con. You go. Yeah. yeah. So as we do, I want you to help realize something. So realize and understand that the creator, your creator, the Alpha and the Omega, the God of the universe, has given us a gift. He's established the Sabbath to spend time with us. He loves you so much and he wants to spend time with you. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this family. But Father, thank you for what you've made for us. Thank you for the opportunity and the, 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 the time we get to spend with you. Thank you in your infinite wisdom. You knew who we were, how we'd react, how we would how we'd work, and that we needed to stop for a while and spend time with you. Thank you for making that opportunity for us. Father, I pray that you would help us resist the voice from the other side that distracts us, that keeps us in our normal day-to-day away from breaking away to, to spend time with you. I pray that you would silence those voices and you would uh, help us focus on you today. Father, bless the rest of this time. Father, bless our worship. We love you, God. We love your son, your spirit. <laughs>